in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them suckers like the f***ing players. The NFL Players Association is investigating Urban Meyer and the Jaguars because yesterday Urban Meyer gave this quote. Everyone was considered. That was part of the production. And also, was he vaccinated or not? To say that was a decision maker, it certainly was under consideration. So Urban Meyer, okay, first off, when the NFLPA and the NFL agreed to their new COVID protocols for this year, one of the rules was that teams cannot make like personnel cut or keep decisions Big vaxes. based on whether a guy is vaccinated or not. Everybody kind of chuckled at that and said, well, of course they're going to do that. Cam Newton got cut yesterday. And the main uh, narrative is he lost his job because he wasn't vaccinated, but nobody said it out loud from the Patriots. Right. Urban Meyer said it out loud yesterday for the Jaguars, and now the NFLPA is investigating. Urban is not well, used to like not being no. able to just say whatever no. he wants and just let it fall off. He's the not used to Jim, the Columbus beat writer. I will tell you what's happening here. Um, two things. I got he, FaceTime. He, with it was stupid. It was stupid that Urban even addressed it. But I think if they go after him, like whether it's sanctions or whatever, he's got an out because he said it was under consideration. He didn't say this is why I cut him. Yes, but. It was stupid for him to talk about but it. But he did bring no, it up. No, he brought yes. it up. It was stupid. And, just like, I don't have, yeah. Yeah. And even though we all know. Of course. That every NFL team, when making these decisions, considered Absolutely. whether or not the guy was vaccinated. Sure. Because it's, you're, gonna, you're more likely forfeit a game. Be, right. You're more likely to be unavailable <laughs> yes. if you're unvaccinated. It's a benefit to your football team if you're vaccinated. We know that. But Urban Meyer is the only one that has actually said it out loud. And that's where the issue comes in. So it's, I think Jared's point is the right point here. It's Urban Meyer just sort of not being used to, oh, I've got to actually be careful. I'm just one of another coach in the NFL. I'm not yeah, the he's, guy. He's, he hasn't caught on in a lot of ways. One, exhibition games don't matter, which is really weird. And I, at the end of Hard Knocks last night, before the Whataburger scene, he comes to the uh, middle of the field with Mike McCarthy, and they beat the Cowboys. It's like Mike McCarthy's like laughing. It's like, yeah, exhibition. And Urban's talking to me. McCarthy says, hey, you know, how you doing? And Urban's like, oh, you know, it's great. I haven't made one recruiting call. I haven't done this and this. And you could tell McCarthy's like, I want to get out of here as quickly as possible. I don't really care anything about you. So he goes, he passes my back. He goes, all right, good luck. And he like leaves. Like, like I don't want to talk to you. I don't know you. I have you. a massage schedule. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know you. I don't want to talk to you. Goodbye. Next question. The PGA Tour won't let fans yell Brooksy at Bryson DeChambeau. What tragedy? What's happening here? They they so they have a feud. Yes, they have a feud. Um, it began with um, Brooks Kepka doing an interview. They've always not liked each other. I get that, but during the interview, if you saw it, um, DeChambeau walked behind him and yelled Brooksy, and and you should have seen Brooks Kepka's face. He hates him. They don't yeah. like each other. Whatever. Who cares? You, athletes who don't like each other. What a, what a, what a concept. I think this is so pathetic on the part of the PGA. Because if you supposedly yell this name, you are in violation of some harassing behavior and can be kicked out of a golf tournament. And so, I mean, I know you haven't been at any of these events, 
is this like every fan is yelling this at this was just Bryson one person DeChambeau? the other day DeChambeau played great at the BMW he's a he was leading the whole way has a mat he has an incredible uh playoff against Cantley loses so he's walking off and he's pissed because he, he he missed like a four footer to extend it to like maybe the eighth playoff it was amazing and one guy said hey Brooksy and DeChambeau turns around and points at him and told security, get him out. Like the game, the tournament was over, bro, uh, D. Shambo. Like, I don't know what the hell it is. But the fact that two days later, the PJ would come out and suggest that if you yell one word, you'll be thrown out of the golf tournament because this guy can't take that. And you and I talked about this yesterday. If the PJ ever wants to have younger viewers beyond kids who play golf, I mean, you know, but younger demographics, you do this kind of stuff, good luck to you. Good luck to you. This is embarrassing that they would say that. This guy can't take someone yelling that name? Really? We we have a fun thing the fans are doing. Yes. Let's get rid of it. Yes, let's get rid of them. Is there a comparable in any other sport where you can't yell tennis. just somebody's name, though? Oh, well, during a point, if you yell during tennis and in like a major tournament, I'm sure you like any tournament but you'd get. I don't think they're, like they're after, not yelling it after a point. They're yelling it when he's right. walking. You started yelling in a, the opponent's name at whoever joke after a point. Or whatever. No, I don't think you'd be yeah. tossed. Like, I, like when we talk about like things fans say or shouldn't say, like the biggest thing that comes to mind is the chant that Mexican soccer yes, fans yes. do. That's a gay slur. Yeah. This is just a guy's this is name. Brooksy. This is just a guy's And that's name. why there's one tournament all year, Waste Management Open in Phoenix, and they allow uh. fans to get liquored up and be crazy, which is awesome. I covered it one time. It was the greatest thing ever because they're allowed to, like, have emotion. Any other golf tournament, you say one thing, you'll have a security guard on you within a second. And, and again, it's always pros. Like in college tennis, if you ever covered college tennis, you can scream the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And people go crazy. Like I've covered Stanford one time at like the NCAA final. People were going crazy. It was great. And and the uh, players expected it. So they didn't, you know, they didn't react. But this guy is so, you know, so I'm going to say the word soft that he can't take one dude yelling a name. Yeah. That's pathetic. I'm just envi- I'm just envisioning when I was at Dodger Stadium, Major League Baseball, trying to tell Dodger fans not to yell F Altuve. I mean, <laughs> and what happened? They yelled F Altuve. Yeah, the yeah. This is just so. There was a guy in a trash can costume. I mean, I love watching golf. I do. I watch. You know, I'll tape things every week and I watch it. But and that that playoff the other day. I was in San Francisco, went back, watched it was amazing. But you're this is this is why golf is never going to move forward with younger demographics. When you do stuff like this, and if I'm DeChambeau, I'm so embarrassed, I'm like, no, let's not. But again, he's the one who brought this on by wanting a guy thrown out when he's walking off the course. This is this has very much uh do you know who my father is vibes. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I don't care about your next question. Trevor Bauer could be suspended for two years. Uh, Jeff Passan wrote a big story sort of explaining, hey, this is where the Trevor Bauer situation is, and this is what could happen next. And one of the key points he puts in there is that even if Trevor Bauer doesn't end up getting criminally charged, he is unlikely to play in Major League Baseball again this season because Major League Baseball will more than likely suspend him. Again, even if he's not charged criminally, He expects Major League Baseball to suspend him. And he also wrote, the expectation around the sport is the league would pursue a suspension of at least one year. Multiple sources suggested a possibility of a two-year suspension. That would be, I got to say, 
if Bauer doesn't get criminally charged and he gets a two-year suspension, that is Major League Baseball being their own like court. Like they Absolutely. can't. Like no, a lot of times we hear our sports league say we're going to let the legal process play out. Blah blah blah. That is Major League Baseball being their own legal process. I, I read the story. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he said 13 people had suspended and no one had appealed. Well, he would absolutely appeal this. I don't oh, know if no he'd win. The, I don't know if he'd win the appeal, but he'd have about 20 lawyers lined up for him saying, "Hey, this isn't. We're going to come after you now. There's no way you're suspending this guy for two years." You're right. I mean, first we've already seen a judge not grant the restraining order based on the text. She's like, "You texted all this stuff. I'm sorry. How can I say, you know, for him to stay away from you when your text back to him?" obviously infer at some level that you were okay with this and now if if the pasadena police department like you said in the pasadena da doesn't charge him i i mean you say what or think what you want about the charges or what he did but if you're just going legally and we're gonna have sam and ash on later like i can you sue major league baseball if they try to take two years of your salary away or is Maybe. it its own entity and, and and you can't do that i don't know I mean, Two years if he's not charged with anything? Yeah, I, I would be curious to know players association-wise, like what the suspension would be for and how the players association would react to it. Would it be like, it, the only thing it could be if he's not charged, what, detrimental conduct? I guess. I don't know does, what else you would does that suspend him for. Does that exist league-wide? I like don't a, know. A team will suspend a player and it'll be, oh, contract, conduct detrimental to the conduct team. Conduct detrimental to the team. And it might be whatever, they, they were late for a practice or they cussed at a coach or whatever. Like they just cover up things with conduct detrimental to the team does that exist for the league i don't know i was also we had heard right when it happened veteran players on that team say what you want about this erased him from their social media like instagram like they they dropped him passon's article was interesting he said the clubhouse was split like the younger players were like supporting him like you know he can come back where the justin turners or others like and the mookie best like no he's not coming back so that i thought that was interesting and that there's a lot of interesting things about the story but i'm like i didn't know that the clubhouse was split on him there's it's always fascinating to me whenever we read about things like post what's going on in the clubhouse i, I want to say uh was it chris sale with the white Sox where he where literally it was like the clubhouse was split all the players of this particular uh, thing really didn't like Chris Sale, and then the two white players did. Man, you know, that's a great question. The Detroit Lions cut both kickers on their roster yes! yesterday. This is such a good story. Have they signed a new one yet? I don't know. Maybe, look, uh, as Adam Hill said, and I'm all with him, if this guy goes no kickers and just goes forward on uh, fourth down every time, he becomes all of our favorite yeah. coach. He becomes our favorite coach. He gave by far. a quote yesterday. We're going for two a lot. <laughs> okay, you got to have a kicker, though. No, no, yes. you don't. You have the DB oh. kick off. What if this guy has no kicker? He's literally going to become, like, he's somehow going to become both, like, the guy's like, it's football and, like, the Sloan Analytics Award. He's the, he's the coach in Arkansas. Remember that kid who doesn't punch? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, head, the high school coach. It's okay. We got to give a shout out here oh. to um, John Whitaker of prideofdetroit.com because on August 28th, he wrote a story. The Detroit Lions should cut both of their kickers. Good for that guy. That That's looking ahead of things. That's knowing the team you cover. <laughs> this, is, this is, if they actually, could they actually not sign a kicker? No, Bye. he'll sign one. No. He'll sign one. No, we don't want him to, but he, you know he'll sign one. You have to have faith that things like that, that stupid things will happen, Ed. 
Not they, they, I'm not, I look. I hope he doesn't. I'm with you. I hope he would go for it on every down, but uh, he'll sign one. I hope they cut them both and don't. Sign I'd one. love to know, man. Like, I'd love to know, like, I, which what Mitch album will write on this, or like, will there be inherent pressure? Like, dude, you must sign I, somebody. I what I really what, what I really really want is I want them to like immediately put someone on the long term IR, and it'd be like. And uh, here is who we've uh, signed from the practice squad or whatever, and no kickers. Oh, just great. literally, yeah. just and, like... and given you can sign 16 people on your practice squad, <laughs> there's still no kickers. At least put one of these guys in your practice squad, and then the first few games when you go for it and everything, you're like, ah, maybe we need a kicker. But they're Detroit, and it's his first year. They can't, they're not going to fire him after his first year. What well, if he just... What if, what if he do, well, okay. You've what, seen his press conferences. I think he's a bit what, off center. What are the expectations with Jared Goff? Two and fifteen, being better than Houston. Yes. Yes. Oh, no. like, let's the expectations not... are be worse than Houston. Get that first pick, baby. Let's go. Let's what? get worse than Houston. So either you look like a genius because you you never kick the ball, and it works, or you make sure that you never yeah. kick the ball. A lot of one-point losses because you didn't kick the extra point. It'd be Ugh. great. Maybe maybe he doesn't have a kicker because he bit all their kneecaps. <laughs> they lost their kneecaps in practice and nobody can kick anymore. <laughs> no, one can kick more need, no one can kick more than two need, yards. You don't need kneecaps for, for kicking, right? <laughs> all right, here we go. We got two tickets to go see Augie T. The best comedy in town isn't on the strip. It's downtown at the Comedy Works at the Plaza. This weekend, Augie T will be at the Plaza, and we've got a pair of tickets for you to go see them. 702-364-1100. We will take caller number four at 702-364-1100 to go see Augie T at the Plaza. Our stats hogwash. Are you tired of hearing Tyler do math on the radio? Tweet at Bischoff underscore Tyler and at Ed Graney. It's the Press Box with Brady and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM. All right, now it's time for everybody's favorite high school football team. Actually, I lied. Jared, who won tickets to go see Augie T? That would be Derek. Derek. Congratulations, Derek. You're going to see Augie T. Stay tuned later in the show. We'll have tickets to give away to UNLV in Eastern Washington, uh, which is tomorrow at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, But... Everyone's favorite high school or fake high school. Maybe they're junior college. We're not really sure. Bishop Sycamore. They fired their head coach. The bishop. I Okay. They have to turn in his hat. I didn't even realize they have a director that oversees something. I mean, they have a director who's overseas. <laughs> what is the At director the doing? How I did, have no idea what he's doing. Okay. How did the... Uh, how did the director allow the coach to schedule a game on Friday and on Sunday, and Sunday. and not fire him until everybody got <laughs> mad at them for it? How did I that think, happen? I think director fired him because like, wait a minute, my son plays in this team and you said we had six division one players and he's one of them. What happened? Here was the quote from the director of Bishop Sycamore. There's nothing that I've gotten out of this that would constitute it as a scam because I'm not gaining anything financially from what we're doing. The reality of it is that I have a son that's also in the program and have been in the program for four years. If it's a scam and the kids are not going to school and not doing what they're supposed to do, then I'm literally scamming myself. And most importantly, I'm hurting my own son. So when people say stuff like that, I would literally be taking my son's future and throwing it in the trash. Well, I don't know. Yep. Sounds like you're taking your son's future and throwing it in the trash. I don't know if it. Why does he say 
why does every scam have to constitute he's making money off it? Maybe he just wants his kid to play football and the school isn't important. Couldn't that also be a scam if there's no school, but they're just playing football? They're hanging out playing football? He he goes right away to, I'm not making money off it. Well, no one said you were. They, we just said it's a scam. You got a, you got a uh, field trip to the library and these kids are playing, like, or, well, what am I saying? Kids. <laughs> these old people are playing three games in like four days. That's somewhat of a scam. These adults that can drink. I mean, that, that's sort of a scam. So the whole thing is, I'm not making any money. Okay. Cool. It's, it's still a scam. It doesn't matter if you're not making money. The Ohio Department of Education does not list any school by the name Bishop Sycamore. No, because as you did in Google Maps, it's an abandoned building. <laughs> so, no, they are not going to school. I don't understand why he says it's not a scam. Yeah. You took what? one trip to the library where the kids are like, why are we going to the library? It is, it is an unaccredited high school, if that, and it's a football team that has guys that are already graduated in the from 20s. high school. Well. What is if it's not recognized about? by the Ohio school district, like what is it recognized as? Even like even homeschool, homeschool. Well, even homeschool uh, have to be recognized. You have to be accredited. Uh, there's a, there's there's homeschools in Nevada that, but they're all accredited, and you have to prove to the state or the state of education that your child is, you know, in a homeschooled accredited system. These people are not accredited with anyone. Okay, I mean, what year are we in? 2021? He said, this guy said his son has been in this program, this school, for four years. He said it was founded in 2019. Oh, <laughs> it's bad numbers. Well, would, would well, you expect I mean, anyone at Bishop yeah, Sycamore yeah, to do math? Educated, yeah, I, mean, but... I mean, the Bishop Sycamore math is not going to be solid. They're, so he said the reason they have they've updated their address, by the way, it's now a P.O. box. <laughs> Wait, they went from an abandoned building to a P.O. box? You see, like, at the post office, we need one P.O. box, please. He said they changed. The, the address of the school is now a P.O. box because they need to protect students who were being harassed at their previous location. At the abandoned building. At the abandoned building? So, well, he's saying they rent space in a building somewhere else. They just won't give the address to anybody. I wouldn't give anyone anything now. Okay. Because, but... they're, because their students were being harassed by who i can't imagine After the story broke no no he's saying before the pandemic in 2019 his students were being harassed so they changed the address to a p.o box so nobody could find him who's harassing yeah. a fake high what, school so so the answer to that by a fake high school is to make a fake football team <laughs> what does that mean that doesn't this make any is, sense this has man this is some grand canyon vibes to it they they fired the bishop yesterday. Who again, like Jared said yesterday, uh, please tell me this guy wore a bishop's hat on the sideline listen with to, a robe. Listen to Would have been the best. With a whistle. Yes. Listen to him explain how school worked. Prior to COVID, the design of it is they go into the building, they have their computers, they sit down, they do their classes. We have some adults that monitor them. Yeah, it's the bishop. He's what modern. Classes. <laughs> Who, and who's on the and if it's who's on the other end of the computer who's right. telling them what to call who's up the teacher who's the teacher who of this is stuff? his classes he's just like oh we just sent them to a room with their computers <laughs> with their computers okay uh, does he think they're doing it on their own next well what year? would you call up I don't know I mean there are some like no yeah I guess you Google like lectures school. on YouTube. you could Google school but like I mean <laughs> I mean I will say Harvard has a lot of really good lectures on well, YouTube. Right. You can find free like college level lectures, but this guy I can't I do not trust but, the Bishop Sycamore. No. 
You're differentiating between freshmen and seniors in this weird room? (laughs) Well, this just in, though, as Ron Kentowski reported, Liberty has said no thank you. Oh, they backed out? I don't know. No. I I don't think it backed out. I think Liberty said, I think Liberty said, yes, we will play the best team in the country in modern day. No, we will not play the fake team. Come on. Play the fake team, Liberty. I was. Uh, I would have gone to win. it. Yeah, I would have gone to it. Why oh, would it? No. Gone to it. I'm ready to buy we, one of those shirts online. We would have. I would have gone to it. We would have literally at 9 a.m. that Friday. We would be out there doing our show live, live from, Liberty. from an empty, uh, from oh, an Coach empty Mar- stadium. Coach Morocco would have let us too. He would have uh, absolutely let us live from an empty. Patriot Field or whatever Liberty oh. calls it. Oh, that'd have been great. He but, would. He would have absolutely wearing, let us. Would he let us if we were wearing Bishop Sycamore shirts? I think he should buy his team Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing about Bishop Sycamore. I'll tell you one thing about them. In the last forty-eight hours, they need to move from an abandoned building to like a palatial estate because they've made more money off this gear than they've ever thought possible. Barstool, are they, are Amazon. They make, they're not making the money. I can't imagine they're making the money. I find them. It. I start selling my own stuff. Well, yeah, but they're no, like they're not no. Bar, Barstool is not handing them a check for the. Uh, they're not. Well, here's the other thing. This will tell you why it's a complete scam. Isn't there some sort of copyright? Can you start doing gear with these people's names in terms of Bishop Sycamore? Can you copyright a fake school? That's my question. That's why it's fake. You can't. All I right. assume Sam you can't. Sam Ash at 9.15. We are talking to them about Bishop Sycamore. So can you the, copyright a fake school? Okay, so the, reading from Ron Kondowski, the NIAA must approve any game against an out-of-state opponent. Out-of-state? These guys might live in Henderson. Who knows where they are? <laughs> when they saw the in the inquiries into Bishop Sycamore's legitimacy, they did some research to see if they're part of the Ohio State Athletic Association, and they are not. That automatically canceled the game. So it wasn't Liberty. It was the NIAA Come reading on, the story. Boo. Boo. It was so, the NIAA saying, we'll check to see if Ohio recognizes them. No, they do not. You can't play these people. But wait. They were already on the schedule. So would that suggest they were pre-approved before all this came well, out? Well, that's yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't know who it must have been Liberty who said, We'll play you. And usually, I don't know, this is just in a news news flash. You usually don't have to verify the, <laughs> the factual state of the, uh, it being a real school. Are so this is real? this is probably a historic landmark decision by the NIA. The first time they're actually seeing it, if someone's real. It, it's sort of like the uh, FCC. As long as no one complains, you can say whatever you want on the radio. <laughs> but the problem is, is if you complain, it's like a twelve thousand yeah. dollar fine. Here's uh, Rich Morocco, the head coach of Liberty. I didn't think they were a powerhouse necessarily. Last spring, they played some games. They were own six. I had an open week, and the guy who helps me schedule national games said there's this new team out of Ohio. They're trying to be like IMG. They want to play you guys. <laughs> so <laughs> what's funny is one of our players who is committed to Texas, Anthony Jones, has a friend who plays on that team. When we announced we were playing them, he was all excited. He didn't realize things weren't 100% legitimate. <laughs> I've heard some crazy things in my time. This is right up there. <laughs> we got to get Rich Morocco on the show. We've got to get this guy on the show tomorrow and say, Rich, just talk for 10 minutes. We're asking you no questions. Just tell us everything you know about Bishop, uh, Bishop Sycamore. Also, oh. how do you get that job of I I schedule national high school games. I would love, like, that would be a great job. All I do is call coaches and just go, yeah, you want to play in Nevada? 
Okay, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is a this is one of the great from Ron Katowski's column. In previous incarnation, Bishop Sycamore was known as the Christians of Faith Academy. According to records, it still owes a hotel balance of one hundred and ten thousand six hundred eighty five dollars <laughs> for rooms in two thousand eighteen. They still owe some weird hotel over one hundred ten grand. We this have gets got better. we have got to start the press box academy. Oh yes, <laughs> well we'd be more legit. You played high school football. You'd yeah, be more right. legit than anybody. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Are you coaching, Jared? Let's yeah. go. So their answer to Triple ripping option. off hotels for one hundred and ten thousand was to was to have some scam and then become like a completely fake school. Yeah, I mean this Peterson guy who's the director. In a weird way, I'm giving him credit. All right, coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show. Aaron Rodgers is unimpressed with him, but we aren't. It's time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz. All right, Jason, you get asked right now to perform the national anthem before the next Bishop Sycamore game. Are you accepting? As long as I get a free jersey out of it, I mean, come on. I mean, they've got to have some good swag, right? You know, uh, uh, there's got to be maybe they get me a jersey that says valedictorian on the back of it. I feel like I've got a real shot right there of, you know, uh, of, of, of achieving a, a academia greatness. That That's in my future, man. A lot of balls drop to get to the point that we got there with that game. So uh, it, it's it's crazy. It's insane. Barstool's made about 500 grand in the last 24 hours with their T-shirts. People are jumping on the bandwagon to make money off this. Look, I, I need to have the immediate creative energy. Like, I'm not sure where Barstool gets the creative energy because usually <laughs> it takes, you know, a Massaging. drink or a substance to help me get there. And then I don't have the want to actually follow through with The fact that they can do this so so quickly and efficiently, I, I'm nothing but impressed by Barstool's, you know, get after it when they find an opportunity. Jason, what's like the, the musical comparison you have to a fake high school football team? Like wh- who is the fake band or something that didn't show up to play a gig or whatever it is? Like, is there any comparison to this in the music world? Well, I mean, there's been plenty of, and, and look, I, I love the guys. I don't think I'm throwing them under the bus, but we got to remember the Rascal Flat controversy a few years ago and, you know, they weren't really singing and they got busted for it, right? There's a, <laughs> there's a million Millie Vanilli sort of Ashley Simpson moments. What I think is funny, and, and look, if we're going to just lay it out there, I'll always go back to the Super Bowl performance. Now, just ask everybody listening, ask yourself, do you think that they got, I don't know, roughly 90 different microphones wired up in the 12 minutes it took to move the stage into the middle of the field and then plug all the instruments in? The answer to that is no, they didn't, because the reality of it is none of those instruments are being played live. It's like a karaoke track. You go in and record that stuff in advance. But what's funny to me is that we busted the Red Hot Chili Peppers for coming out aggressively without uh, without having their you know Flea didn't have his face plugged in. And everybody's like, oh, what a statement. Well, ask yourself this. Flea was playing with Bruno Mars. Do you think every other instrument was live and they just miraculously tracked the face? Or, or was every instrument on that stage, including Bruno's beautiful drum solo that everybody loved watching, likely previously tracked? I'm just... I'm not trying to ruin the, the myth for everybody, but we got to accept some of this just isn't real. So what you're saying is the entire music industry is Bishop Sycamore. Uh, 
I'm saying that a lot of the big events are, <laughs> and, and there is there is no doubt. Like and what you do, and, and again, like these are just industry secrets. I'm not saying I've ever done it, but I'm saying that <laughs> people do it. What what people do is they they go in the studio the day before and you do a live recording, so that it it is live and it's you playing. But you know they don't have. I mean, watch these award shows half the time and ask yourself how they manage to get a completely different band on the same stage with completely different instruments in the eight minutes that they had. Like, it takes a crew all day to do that. And you think it got done in eight minutes? It did not. Come on, Jason. Have some faith in the people putting the stage together. They're ready to go. They do their jobs well. And, and there are there are some acts that absolutely insist on, I will play this oh, unless it's live. And uh, there was one drummer. Uh, the drummer for Jason Aldean years ago uh, was forced to, he was forced to, to pre-track something for one TV show, and he went out without drumsticks. He just played with no drumsticks in his hand to show the world I'm not playing, and they made me do this. So there are some that are loud objectors, but for the most part, you look at it and say, okay, well, that's what they're telling me to do. I just do what I'm told to do. I'm just saying, it's, it's, there's a lot of fish and sycamore in life. Should the NFL team we all love the most play with no kickers this year, given Detroit cut all their kickers? I mean, is it the most lying thing ever to say nobody won the kicker job? Like, how does that happen? Like, everybody lost in the kicking room. Like, that is, you know, it's just a statement. Maybe they're just looking at it saying, hey, guys, we're going to go aggressive here. We're going to go like that guy playing Madden that you don't like playing against because, you know, he's never going to punt. He's never going to kick. Like, they're not going to go for any sort of uh, extra points. They're only going to go for two all year. Like, on-time kicks can't get any worse if it's not a kicker doing it. So, you know, maybe they're just doing something creative. Dan Campbell out there uh, go, going a little wild. How shocked were you Cam Newton got released? Son, I, I, like, literally, it makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense because I understand if they're trying to do it to get Cam ahead of the market, but Mac Jones in a 17-game season, he might turn out to be great. I think that there's a lot of revisionist history. The same analysts on my network that over the course of the draft were just trashing the 49ers for even thinking about taking Mac Jones at number three overall, are now telling you that it's the beginning of a new dynasty for the Patriots. So, to be clear, the roughly 450 passes he threw in Alabama in his last year wasn't enough, but like the, I don't know, 50 or so passes he threw against backups in the preseason suddenly changed that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand where this narrative is coming at all. Mac Jones could turn out to be really good. That's fine. I just think it's a massive roll of the dice. If he gets hurt, if he doesn't play well, if they don't have another option given the money they've spent, that we get to finally trash Belichick. Like, it'll feel good, but we will go after Belichick if that happens. So does Cam Newton start this year for someone? Um, I, I think there's a there's a real spot in Houston that makes sense, but I don't think they want to win games. So I don't think they're going to look at him at all. Like Houston is in full tank mode, by, and, and you can't really ask the players on the field to tank. But what you can do is make sure your roster stinks, and they've done a pretty good job of that. So I think his best shot is if he starts somewhere – coming in for somebody that's hurt. So uh, realistically, though, I think Cam's probably done. I, I don't I don't know where he's going to go. He can make an impact, and I'm not sure he really needs or wants the uh, the money enough to, to go in and sit behind somebody. So I don't think there's much of a market for him, barring injury. Jason Fitz with us. All right, which of these three positions are you most worried about for the Raiders? Wide receiver, offensive line, or safety? <laughs> Uh, I think safety is going to turn out to be good this year. I think the safety position is going to be uh, – they've got some hybrid guys that I think are going to really take care of things. The wide receiver position suddenly lacks depth, and I'm a little surprised to be saying that. And uh, we didn't see anything from them in the preseason. But, I mean, 
realistically, Derek Carr is as much as I am a Derek Carr fan, and Twitter likes to remind me and, and hate me every week for being a Derek Carr fan. I think we can all admit that Derek Carr is not at his best when he feels pressure at his feet. No quarterback really is. I'm concerned about the offensive line when it actually gets into the thick of you know scheme and trying to figure out. Leatherwood was very good with the run, had some issues in pass protection. Maybe that gets fixed, but there's so much inexperience on the offensive line. Uh, the offensive line, if the offensive line takes any step back, then this offense takes a step back. And if the offense takes a step back, then this is not a playoff team. So I think the offensive line is the most concerning spot for the team. So how comfortable are you or should you be if you're a Raiders fan with that offensive line? Like, is do you, do you have confidence Alex Leatherwood is good? Do you have confidence Andre James is good? Like, how, how likely do you think it is that offensive line does, in fact, take a big step back? I think that you really have to give, I use this phrase too much, but benefit of the doubt going into the season. If you want to give the Raiders offensive line benefit of the doubt, then you need to turn around and give every other team in the division benefit of the doubt. And that's where it doesn't work. Like, if I believe that Andre James is Rodney Hudson and there's no drop-off, and my God, that's absurd even coming out of my mouth as I say it out loud. <laughs> if I believe that, then I also need to assign the same level of just rampant positivity to the Chargers and their ability to stay healthy, for example, and Justin Herbert taking a massive step forward. Like, what's interesting to me is that we as fans tend to take that leap of faith for our team while presuming that every other team in the division is going to get worse. I can't do that. I think the reality of it is this offensive line is going to be okay and not spectacular. And if they're okay and if the pressures are up on, on Carr, then Carr's not going to look great. So I think the offensive line in the first four to six weeks of the season is not going to be great. I, to me, this is still a playoff football team, but I think this is a team that's going to come out of the gate slow for once and then get better. Watch the bandwagon because a lot of people are going to jump off the Raiders in the first six weeks of the season. And then at the end of the season, when the defenses come together a little bit, when young players are playing well and this offensive line is clicked, it's going to be a much better football team that's in playoff consideration. Okay, I was going to ask you next week, but I guess you ask you now because you've seen the whole preseason, preseason where no one played. So you think they're a playoff team, so are you saying 10-7? and seven? Yeah, I think 10-7 and seven feels right. I mean, 9-8 and eight might sneak you in, but 10-7 and seven feels like it's, it's possible uh, for this team. And, and look, I just talked about benefit of the doubt. I have a really hard time giving it much benefit of the doubt uh, to the Broncos and what they're going to be able to accomplish. I don't believe in their quarterback at all. So, like, I am completely out on the Broncos. And, in fact, when you play the schedule game with the Raiders, uh, the J.K. Dobbins injury – actually really helped Vegas in the Monday Night Football opener, although I think the Ravens are still a very, very good team. I'm out on the Steelers. I think the Dolphins have some question marks offensively. Like There's a chance for the Raiders to be more competitive in the beginning of the year, but they hit that span where they've got some beatable teams as the season goes on. Like If this is a playoff team, then they should be able to obviously beat the Eagles, beat the Giants, beat the Bengals. Uh, they should be able to beat the Washington football team like I think there's a lot of favorable schedule for them as they go on. So I think it's a little bit better football team than it was last year. That's enough. In a normal year, I would have said 9-7. and seven. I'll give them 10-7 and seven in 17 games. Which bad team did they lose 42-3 to three like they did to the Falcons and Jets the last two years? Oh, my God. If they blow it to a bad team, <laughs> can we just finally admit that Gruden doesn't know what he's doing? I mean, there's just, you can only lay an egg on the East Coast so many times before you turn around and say, oh, shucks, guys, I'm really sorry. Like, it just... It doesn't work, you know. So if they end up blowing a late late season game to a Washington team, for example, that's not not any good at that point. It, it's good defense, by the way, uh, but not a great football team. Uh, I, I just am really going to struggle if they lose to the Bengals. 
Then I'm going to struggle to find much good out of Gruden. And I know we're all going to blame Mayock if this team doesn't make the playoffs, but let's not pull the wool over our eyes. This is Gruden's team. Well, the funny thing on the 53, or maybe it was no, maybe it was uh, after the Niners game, I thought it funny when, when John actually said, well, you know, there's going to be some battles, but when the GM tells you you can only take so many guys at a spot, I'm like, are you talking in the third? Are you talking about yourself? Because there's no way that Mayock's overruling you. Yeah, and that's the the sort of inconsistent part of all of this. I, I saw it tweeted yesterday. This is finally, uh, you know, this is finally Gruden's team. And no, it's been Gruden's team for the last several years. Like anything that's wrong with this roster is wrong because John Gruden came in. Realized once he got in the in the room that the, the team wasn't going to be as competitive as he wanted him to be, and decided to blow the whole thing up. And that's fine if you if you buy a house because you want to flip it, and you realize once you get in that it just needs to be ripped out all the way to its foundation. Cool, do it. But as you're rebuilding the new house, you don't get to complain about the situation you put yourself in. And that's the part of ownership in all of this. Like if we want to talk about accountability from the players, man, I just someday want accountability from the entirety of the organization coming out and saying, well. We blew this thing up. We knew it was going to take some time. We made some mistakes along the way, but at least we figured it out. Like, I would appreciate that level of honesty. Well, he is Jason Fitz from ESPN. Jason, as always, we appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Jason. Go Sycamores. Have a great week, guys. Go Sycamores. <laughs> uh, programming update. Very excited. Liberty coach Rich Morocco will be joining the press box tomorrow at 8 a.m. He has oh. he teaches from 827 to 10. I said, Rich, I want to tell him, look, you're a legitimate school. We understand you're teaching. <laughs> Unlike Bishop Sycamore, you what? actually you actually have, have to you, actually, you have to actually be in class and teach young minds uh, <laughs> everything they need to learn. So uh, we called it. Uh, you know, he's eight twenty seven to ten. So I said we'll take it eight. So Perfect. He's, he's on. Coming up next, <laughs> our sharp is rolling. Is Tyler a know it all? Can you prove him wrong? Call the press box voicemail and let us know seven zero two seven two zero four six seven eight. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is The Press Box with Grady and Bischoff. Josh is back. Novak Djokovic got a little lucky. 18-year-old had a cramp or something in his leg after taking the set off Djokovic, but Djokovic still won to get Josh to four. So, all right, Josh, if you get your pick right today... Tomorrow, we will give you a deal or no deal type of offer where you could keep going with your streak or you could just end it and take a smaller prize. So big day today. Where do you want to go with your pick? Let's go tennis one more time. All right. Let's let's go. Daniil. Ah, is he playing an 18 year old as well? I think he's paying a forty-four year old. (laughs) The Joker, the Joker dropped a set. Were you nervous until uh, the kid got hurt? A little bit. Oh, yeah. You're not that nervous. Uh, So Medved plays today at roughly 10-15 against Kopfer. Somebody named Kopfer. That's not a real person, so I think you're going to win. He went to Bishop Sycamore. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) All right. Good luck, Josh. Uh, If you win, we'll be calling you tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right. So let's stay with tennis again. Okay. Now you're going to give us a name no one's ever heard of, so give it to us fast. Yeah. Well, playing somebody that nobody's ever heard of, too. Um, Here is some breaking news from Amy Just of NOLA News. The Saints will play the Packers in Jacksonville. That is. Oh, because of the uh, the hurricane. That is week one game supposed to be in New Orleans. So the Saints are effectively losing a home game. They're going to Jacksonville. (laughs) 
Does Urban Meyer think that he should get a check for this? Like, is it like a, a payment check? Probably, He yes. probably does with the college rules. Yes. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Like, is this a buy game? game? Yeah, this is a buy game. We get the money, though, right? Wait a minute. Then you see when we brought UNLV in, we had to pay him a million dollars to get beat like that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that game? Yeah. Those guys were running up and down that field, man. UNLV covered the spread. They did? Yeah, because they had a pick I six. forget that. I forget six. that. Okay. Wait, I just the remember pick... these Ohio State kids running up and down the wait, field. Wait, wait, wait. Was the pick six against Justin Fields? No. No, I don't think so. I think That's it was a in... while back, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was it, Tony's I it was when he third was a year. Okay, now, now I got to look this All up. All I remember I was, know... hey, at one point, we were down by 14 against one of the best teams in the country. And it was like, yeah, cool. I remember spread. Sanchez afterwards, though, was talking a lot about the beginning of the game because they were competing more oh. than maybe people thought they would. It was Dwayne Haskins. Pick six okay. off Dwayne Haskins. Right. <laughs> Here's the quarterbacks that played for Ohio State in that game. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, JT Barrett, Joe Burrow. <laughs> wow. And UNLV covered? <laughs> UNLV covered. It's JK amazing. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins was the running back. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> who who did the pick six? It was uh, Javen White. Yeah. Oh, another yeah. pro. Yeah. Another Look at all these pros hey, that were in that a game. A bunch of future Hall of Famers. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's a good point. Of all the names you just named, who's got the best chance at the Hall of Fame? Javen White, obviously. Don't you listen to David Carr? I think it's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Well, I mean, yeah, probably. this is yeah. insane that we'll we're even talking about Haskins, this. Haskins, JT Barrett, no. J.K. Dobbins, <laughs> no. Maybe, mm. uh, but probably not. Like, just probably rookie. Joe Burrow. Yeah, but probably Joe Burrow. Wow. Well, it's good that the Saints <laughs> found somewhere to play because that's just been a disaster. And we said yesterday, uh, football not the primary concern right now there in those parts of the country. So, But it is good they, they got a place to play. I have a letter for you from a listener. A letter? Yep. Not a tweet? No, it's a letter. Handwritten letter. Wow, what does it say? Yeah. Do we have enough time to read yeah. it? I don't think so. Okay, this is going to be a hell of a tease. I huh? know, I went to it really late in the segment. Yes, you this did. This is going to be a hell okay. of a tease. I'm going to read this. Oh, coming back, read it. Air. Yeah, back, sure, let's do it coming back. Was there back. a bunch of like football plays on that letter? Is that real words? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah there's a... The best part of the letter is that it's written on a Treasure Island. I was going to say, it's uh, on a Treasure sports Island uh, sports pick. Yeah. There's betting, th- betting, there's betting advice on yeah. one side, and then there's a letter. Ah, cool. Yeah. So, stay Thanks, tuned for Lou. That. Yeah, a listener. <laughs> a listener gave us a handwritten letter. Nice. Get excited. Last Very- time I got one of those uh, balls that bounce with the uh, rubber bands.